VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show, and this is going to be one of my favorite shows, all of my listeners, which may I thank you for your great support across the country. I really appreciate your support so much because you're helping me make a difference. But you know, I am a woman with epilepsy, and anything that relates to helping other people with epilepsy is so important to me. And that is why it is such a great honor for me to have not only someone I view as a national leader who really cares about people with epilepsy, a friend, and as far as I'm concerned, the very best director there is for any epilepsy group, Judy Painter, welcome to the show. Thank you, Joyce. I really appreciate all the kind things you say, but as you well know, every epilepsy director... uh, is the best in the country for the people that they serve. That is true. But we're, we're, we're selfish because we have Judy as the director of the Epilepsy Foundation of Western and Central Pennsylvania. So you know it's sort of like the Steelers. Hard to change my mind. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. We, well, have, we, we, we only wear black and gold in Pittsburgh. That's right. We only wear black and gold and, of course, number 66. Of course, number 66, Alan Fanica, who's Alan going to the Fanica. Pro Bowl this week. And, Judy, tell them, why do we like Alan so much? We like Alan so much, uh, first of all, because he's an outstanding football player, um, and he plays for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he will be in the Pro Bowl this weekend, and he has epilepsy, and he talks about it, and that's so very, very important to uh, um, people being diagnosed and to uh, young children. You know, now, I just want you to think about that. Alan Fanica is in the Pro Bowl this weekend. Mm-hmm. A person with epilepsy playing football in the NFL in the Pro Bowl. So I ask you, if you're listening to the show, you know if Alan Fanica with epilepsy can be in the Pro Bowl, I guarantee you that a person with epilepsy could be in the computer field or accounting or human resources. You know, it just astounds me how people feel about that, but um, we are proud of Alan, and I wish him only the best. But, Judy, um, we're going to later on today be joined by the CEO of PNC Bank, uh, Jim Rohr, who is this year's king yes, of the Mardi Gras. Yes, so congratulations so to Jim Rohr. Yes. But, uh, but before we talk about that even more and congratulate him in person, Judy, I wondered if you first could tell our listeners how and when you first became involved helping people with epilepsy by being involved with the Epilepsy Foundation. Well, many people think that uh, I, you know, since I have been a director, um, you know, my my nephew uh, started having seizures when he was around 17 or 18 years old uh, while he was in college. And, and I really do want to uh, let people know he did not have a head injury that anyone knew about. Uh, just like Alan, at 15, he had his first grand mal seizure. This happened to my, my nephew when he was about 18 years old. But 
people sort of thought that, uh, you know, the reason that I got into the epilepsy movement uh, was because I knew someone with epilepsy, and, and that really wasn't the case. Uh, they were looking for an executive director for this position, and I applied for it and uh, uh, got the position. Now, I heard the word Epilepsy Foundation, and I heard foundation, I thought, oh, my God, you know, finally I'm not going to have to raise money. There's going to be all this money that I'm going to be giving away. <laughs> uh, but that is not true. No. Uh, so I came to an office, and I was the only person in the office. I had no support staff and uh, um, a very low budget. Um, we had one uh, large fundraiser. Uh, which was a golf tournament uh, put on by a man by the name of Steve Froggy Morris, uh, who owned a sports bar in Pittsburgh, and uh, that's sort of what 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 we were doing. And um, in a way, it was the best thing that could have happened to me, Joyce, because it gave me the ability to answer the phone. And by answering the phone, I heard what everyone was going through when they had uh, when they were diagnosed with epilepsy and when they had no information about epilepsy and. And, uh, you know, I heard from, uh, people who had a seizure and, and, uh, lost their driver's license and, and had no way, uh, to get to work. And, uh, you know, they worked for doctor's offices and, and, you know, they were let go. You know, they lost their jobs. And, um, I heard from people who said, you know, I, I never let my child know that there's anything, uh, wrong with having epilepsy. And, you know, I, I tell them, that everything is okay, and uh, could you please send me some information? But please uh, uh, don't use your, the return address. You know, don't put Epilepsy Foundation as your return address. You know, they didn't want anyone to know, and they talked about children who would, you know, put uh, uh, stick finger, figures on the sidewalk with, you know, all kinds of uh, electrical things coming out of them, making fun of their children. And uh, just so many stories that I heard, uh, so it became apparent to me, um, although the first thing that I wanted to do was to raise a fundraiser because, you know, uh, you have you don't have, if you have a mission statement, you cannot uh, accomplish that mission unless you have money. And um, so I thought, well, you know, first we're going to raise some money, but it became very apparent to me that the first person I really had to hire was a, a program director. And uh, so uh, that's what we did, and, uh, you know, just through the grace of God and, and so many wonderful people supporting the foundation and the work that we do do, uh, we've been able to grow. Uh, we have offices in Erie and Johnstown, Harrisburg, and Pittsburgh, and we have about 14 full-time people working with us now. Oh, and, I, and you have a great team of people I do. Oh, boy, I'm very you've lucky. Come so far in a short time period, and if you meet the people that work with Judy, they are dynamite. They are really a great, great group, and so many big affairs that you have now that you're known for. It's hard, hard to believe that all of that has happened. But then, when I think of you, it's not hard to believe. You know, I guess that really gave you a real where the rubber meets the road understanding of epilepsy. Those mm-hmm. years you had to answer the phone. Exactly, and by picking up that phone on a daily basis and hearing what people went through, uh, you know, my passion just has has never ever stopped. You know, uh, I I still talk to people uh, very often who have uh, you know been recently diagnosed with epilepsy, and I hear some of the things that they go through, and uh, it's 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 hard to believe in this day and age in the 21st century that that people still have the misconceptions about epilepsy that they have. 
And I don't know if, you know, if you're listening to the show, I just want to make sure you understand this, that when the parents would call Judy and ask her to send information, they did not want the envelope to say Epilepsy Foundation. That's correct. Which when Judy first told me this, I I was amazed. I'm thinking, who would see it? The post, you know, other than the postman. I mean, who would be seeing this? But, But that that one thing gives you an idea of sometimes the shame, the stigma, the attitudinal barrier of how people feel about epilepsy. Because I know you told me, didn't you have people that wanted to put in a brown envelope? Yeah, plain brown envelope with no return address. Unbelievable. And, and, and still, to this day, doctors will not diagnose their, the, uh, their patients with, with a seizure, uh, with, with epilepsy. You know, they tell them they have a seizure disorder. So these people are left with no place to go, no one to turn to, uh, to get information, to have help in the schools, to have help with their employers. Uh, there is just, and, and we provide all those help, all those things. We provide summer camps where a child would not normally be able to attend. We give scholarships to people going on to secondary, uh, education. Uh, we go into the schools and do individual educational programs. Um, we talk to teachers, we talk to students, uh, we do so many pe- things for people and, and yet they don't know that those services are, are available and they know, don't know where to turn because no one tells them that they have epilepsy. And those uh, scholarships, do they range in funds, Judy? Uh, no, they're, uh, they're $1,000 uh, scholarship, uh, and, we, and we provide five every year uh, to people who are going on to uh, secondary education. Uh, it does not necessarily have to be uh, a, a typical, you know, college experience. You know, they could be going into a vocational school. Uh, any any secondary education where where that they would be going, we would provide a thousand dollar scholarship to those people. And can people make a donation to you for those scholarships? Yes, people can make a donation to us. You know, because they want it specifically to go into the scholarship program, they can do that. Um, you have. Uh, donated uh, monies uh, to us, Mentor Consulting, uh, for a scholarship program for advocacy so that we are able to take people to uh, Washington, D.C. and uh, talk to people on a federal level uh, to let them know about epilepsy and the need for programs and services and certainly the need for funding for research. And how does someone make a contribution to the Epilepsy Foundation of Western and Central PA? Well, if uh, they have a computer, we have a website, which is www.e as in epilepsy, f as in foundation, w as in western, and p as in Pennsylvania, dot org. And uh, right on the front page, uh, there's a, a place that, that you can say, donate now. And um, otherwise, um, they can call us on our 800 number, which is 1-800-361-5885, and we can provide them with any educational materials that they need or, uh, you know, our address, you know, if they would like to uh, make a donation. Okay. And what is, um, what is your website? www.e as an epilepsy, F as in foundation, 
W as in Western and P as in Pennsylvania dot org. www.efwp.org. And there's another way that you can follow all the events and everything that is going on with the Epilepsy Foundation of Western and Central Pennsylvania. You notice that it's not just in Pittsburgh, although that is where uh, my headquarters are located, and that's where Judy's headquarters are located. She also has branch offices, and again, where are they, Judy? Uh, we have an office in Erie, Pennsylvania. We have an office in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, and an office in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. So if, if you live in any of those areas, you would be able to, you know, contact them and go in for support or services, which is so great that you're spreading across Pennsylvania like that, Judy. Yes, and, and people really do like to go, uh, you know, it, it's, it's so wonderful that people have the opportunity to attend, you know, support group meetings or parent meetings or just walk into uh, someone's office and have the ability to uh, talk to someone personally. Uh, we try to do conferences and seminars in those specific areas uh, so that, you know, people don't feel that they're, uh, have to come to Pittsburgh for anything. You know, it, it, it's really been Wonderful working with the people in those uh, uh, different uh, areas in Pennsylvania. We have a a fun run in Harrisburg with the uh, Senators, which is the minor uh, with minor li- minor league uh, baseball team, and also in Erie with the Sea Wolves. And uh, it's just great meeting those parents and and other people in those different areas uh, who come and uh, you know participate in in those events. And if you go on our website, you'll be able to, you know, pull down pictures of those events and and see some of our people. And and we have just they're just wonderful. We have great teams. We work great with the Hershey Medical Center and Wellspan and Harrisburg, and and um, we work with a uh, company called Career Concepts in Erie. And you know what? This walk is so great. It's June 16th in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. The epilepsy walk is June 16th in Pittsburgh. And every year, Mike Agus, who is our chairman for Bender Consulting Services, who is a person with a disability that, and he uses a wheelchair, and yet he does such a great job. Yes, he does. He does such a great job that every year we have about 100 walkers. So anyone listening to the show today, try to beat us. That's my challenge. Try to beat us. It won't be easy. And we'll be right back where we will talk more to my friend and the friend of yours, Judy Painter, Director of the Epilepsy Foundation of Western at Central PA. You're listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back. VoiceAmerica.com, your news talk information radio network. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, But too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. 
Albert Einstein once said, Nothing happens until something moves. Will your movement towards realizing a dream, making a long-lasting change to your life, or simply putting a daily smile on your face is just a click away. Tune into Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney and free your mind, open your heart, and ignite action in your life. Host and commander in change, empowerment coach, and international speaker, Scott Chesney shares his insights to making the most out of your daily lives. Scott interviews people who are maximizing their lives, the most recognizable transformationalists, and leaders around the world, as well as those hometown heroes that move, touch, and inspire the best in all of us. Stay tuned into Maximizing Life for Scott's one-on-one coaching with callers. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney broadcasts each Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney, inspiring you to live life with passion, purpose, and limitless potential. Go beyond success and discover a deeper meaning to life. Join host Jeffrey Gitterman and his guests, the premier thought leaders in business, politics, science, spirituality, and culture, who have reached the pinnacle of financial and professional attainment in their fields, only to discover a profound lack of fulfillment with what our culture defines as success. So won't you tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time to Jeffrey Gitterman and Beyond Success, redefining the meaning of prosperity, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. We're talking to Judy Painter, the Executive Director of the Epilepsy Foundation of Western and Central PA. And later on, we will be joined by the king of the Mardi Gras this year, Mr. James Rohr, the CEO and Chairman of PNC Bank. And since we're talking about the king of the Mardi Gras, Judy, what made you come up with this idea of the Mardi Gras? And maybe you could share with our listeners even a little bit about the event, you know, what it's like, which I'll tell you right now, it is sold out already. So that gives you an idea of what it's like. It's so sold out. Uh, it's sold out already. But so anybody that's coming, if they're listening, uh, wear thin clothing. <laughs> uh, maybe you can tell them, how, you know, about the event and some of the past kings. Uh, well, you know, the, I came up with the idea of the event, uh, this is our 13th year, and I happened to be in, in a meeting in New Orleans in January for something called Epilepsy Executive Leadership Council. I was on that. And um, I, uh, you know, it, it wasn't the real Fat Tuesday, but they have crews coming through Mardi Gras, I mean, through New Orleans all the time. And uh, I happened to see one of the crews coming through and it wasn't very crowded but you know it was amazing I was with some of the other executive directors who were very very conservative and you know the fact that you know these people were throwing beads to them I mean these people were jumping over curbs you know just to get a bead and I thought to myself my gosh you know if these people are going to get this excited about about you know uh, uh, Mardi Gras and, and, and a couple of cheap bees, this is something we have to do. So I, I gathered a, a little shoebox of, of materials that I had you know ran after and uh, brought it back to Pittsburgh and and took it to a couple of board members and I said you know let's just do something in Pittsburgh that isn't you know you know sort of boring black tie everybody gives a thousand speeches and. And everything's pretty much the same. I said, let's do a Mardi Gras theme, and and this will be so much fun, and everyone uh, will have a good time. And and that's what we did. You know, we started out. We have thousands of balloons, six thousand, 
uh, on the ceilings. Uh, we decorate the hallways to look like Bourbon Street. Uh, um, it's very festive. Um, we we crown. We actually crown someone king. We give them a robe and a, a crown to wear. We have a Dixieland band and and a little parade through the crowd and. And uh, it's just, you know, it's just something for everyone to have a very good time. We have a grand entrance, and, uh, you know, we've had, I would say, some of the, not some, but the best people in Pittsburgh as our kings. Uh, one year we had a king and queen, which was Hottie and Mary and Hannah. We've had uh, Ron Violi, he's the president of Children's Hospital. Uh, last year we had uh, Murray Gerbel of Equitable Resources. We've had Kenneth Milani from uh, Highmark and uh, Jack Brooks, who's the executive secretary of the the union. Uh, And, you know, no one thinks to uh, honor labor. And I'll tell you, it was one of our best crowds, and they they just just have done an outstanding job, and and we've built a wonderful relationship with them. We've had uh, Tom O'Brien, who is the chairman of PNC Financial Services, Uh, Jeffrey Romoff, president of UPMC, Marty McGuinn, who was president of uh, Mellon Bank, uh, Tom Usher, U.S. Steel, Mark Nordenberger, Chancellor of the University of Pittsburgh, Kevin McClatchy is the owner of the Pirates, and uh, Hartley King. So, uh, and this year we have uh, Jim Rohr, who, who's just an outstanding person. Yes, he is. She is and an outstanding does so much for our community. I, you just couldn't ask for anyone better, and, and it, it's certainly showing in our sales. Yes, right. Because, and just let me tell you, now this is a black tie event. Mm-hmm. And the day that I received my invitation, mm-hmm. they only had like two tables left on that day. I mean, how many tables are there total? Um, well, we keep on, you know, I, I keep on talking to the uh, venue, and you know, they, they're telling me that they could fit. 87 now that's you know seven more than we've ever had before i said you know like are you just drawing them smaller on the piece of paper or what are you doing so um we're definitely going to have over 800 people there that day wow yeah pretty pretty soon you're going to have to be in a really big gigantic area or people are going to have to come a lot sooner or i'm going to have to charge a lot more money something right <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure but uh Yes, it, it's uh, um, it's going very well, and I, as I say, that's a, certainly a testament to to uh, Mr. Rohr and all the things that he's done for the city. That is a fact, and you know, I just want to say that it's funny how you were telling us that you told the board, "Look, let's have an event that's different. That's not just your typical black tie. Sit there and hear people talk, but you know, let's also focus on celebrating." Our accomplishments and having, you know, an enjoyable evening. Every time I talk to someone about the Mardi Gras and tell them, wow, you know, we're already sold out and they'll say, well, you know why? Your event is fun to go to. It's enjoyable. I like to go to it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it is really a fun thing to be at. And, um, and it is. It really is one of the highlights of my year. I really look forward to attending it every year. And you obviously you have know. friends because you have two tables this year. Yes, we do. So you obviously have more friends that want to go. Yes, that's right. Pretty soon, I'll have five tables. <laughs> I know. So you I know made what? It, I may mean, I may have people may be calling you. Listen, if you want to go to this event, now Wait you till know. Next year. Yeah, now you know. Next year, it is the Tuesday before. Always on Fat Tuesday. Yes, Fat Tuesday. So you know, 
if you want to go, make your reservations now. And, and it is just, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll never forget the year Tony Coelho came and he spoke. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, and Judy will tell you, you out of all those 800 people in there, you could not hear a pin drop. No. As a matter of fact, the person that was crowning the king, Jim Roddy, yes. also knows Tony. And then when Tony sat down, he sat down, and then someone had to tell him, hey, go back up there. You have to crown the king of the Mardi Gras. And, you know, and, and Jim Roddy told me afterwards, it's just that he was just so, you know, overwhelmed with hearing Tony's story. I know, and Tony's story uh, is uh, by itself so amazing. But you know, you know, Tony has uh, such a, a wonderful way of, of talking to people and talking about you know what had happened to him. Uh, and you know, I, I think that. You know, people look at Tony and think here's someone that that doesn't have a a, a problem in the world, and you know, uh, to hear his personal story of what happened to him and how he overcame all of those difficulties and and came to work with Bob Hope and then went into work uh, with the legislators and 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 became the minority whip or the whip of the uh, House of Representatives is just amazing, and his and his dedication. Uh, to people with epilepsy, you know, it, and people with disabilities, you know, after all, he he is the uh, author of the Americans with Disabilities Act. So I, I, we all have so much to be proud of uh, working with Tony. We do. He's a wonderful man. He definitely changed my life. And if you're listening to the show now and you ever want to hear Tony, just go to my website at BenderConsult.com. All the shows are archived, and listen to any of the shows with Tony Coelho, C-O-E-L-H-O. Also, VoiceAmerica.com archives all these shows and have has told me in the past, they are always amazed how people listen to these shows, the old shows, you know, that aren't on live. But make sure you take time to do that because you won't be disappointed. Well, Judy, last evening uh, you and I were on a little project together, mm-hmm. and one of the things that I was asked about or talked about was stigma when it when it relates to epilepsy. And as you know, that is the biggest problem with epilepsy. J- just the example you gave earlier about how people didn't want you know the name Epilepsy Foundation to be on the uh, envelope that was sent to their home. Mm-hmm. And my question to you is. Do you see this ongoing? I mean, you saw this years ago, you know, when you were talking on the phone. What do you see today? Well, I, I'm working with a, a parent right now whose son was just diagnosed as having seizure disorder, and she later found out that uh, it was epilepsy, and she called the foundation, and she's just been overwhelmed with how much information that she's received because she she thinks we've just done, you know, a wonderful job, and she can't say enough about us. And she has, her son is in a private, you know, slash prep school uh, at this particular time, plays sports, uh, uh, 11 years old, uh, and, and doing wonderfully in school, and started having seizures. And uh, so uh, in case he would have a grandma seizure, uh, they had recommended diastats. So she went to the school. And she is just having, you know, the hardest time educating these very educated people uh, about, you know, like what epilepsy is and what epilepsy is not. And uh, and she says, "Are you trying to tell me that you that there is no one else in the school?" And we know the prevalence of epilepsy is one percent of the population, so at least one percent. So 
you know that that one out of every ten people have epilepsy at a minimum, and you know, no, they had never heard of it, you know, and uh, and they've never had to give medication, and you know, maybe he shouldn't be playing basketball. Now, you know, someone like Alan Fanica, his his doctor told him just do whatever you can do, and and this child. Uh, uh, so this mother, you know, is constantly, you know, uh, you know, sort of fighting with the school district uh, or with that particular school uh, about what uh, rights her child has and does not have, and you know, they said they absolutely would not uh, uh, administer the diastat if her uh, child had a, a grand mal seizure. Uh, and you know that can become very dangerous uh, because if you have a lot of seizures, you know that certainly will that that can affect uh, your brain functioning. And so she said to them, you know, you know, you you administer, uh, you know, what I'm not sure what the drug's name is right now. Uh, in case somebody would have a bee sting, you yeah. know, they would be more than happy to administer that. And she said, you know, and they said, why? And they said, well, because the child may not be able to breathe and, you know, and may be hurt. And she said, well, the same thing could happen to my child if he's having a seizure. You know, so they sort of finally agreed. But, you know, we are constantly fighting with school districts uh, about, um, you know, um, making accommodations for children with epilepsy. And, you know, it, it's just so obvious in some of the school districts that the children's uh, IQ has gone down. Uh, when they started having seizures, and and no accommodations are being made to make sure that those children uh, are are continuing in in their in their classrooms. See, this is where you've got to call the Epilepsy Foundation in your city when you have these issues. And we're going to talk to Judy Moore as soon as we come back. But we're going to break right now. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, VoiceAmerica.com. We'll be right back. From our home to your speakers, voiceamerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Ever wonder what are the favorite travel destinations of the Hollywood Jet Set? Where do celebrities like to go when they aren't walking the red carpet? Tune in to Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk with President of Traveris, David Manning, and Lisa O'Hurley, golf aficionado and wife of actor John O'Hurley. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa talk with well-known actors, sports celebrities, and entertainment insiders to find out about their favorite travel destinations and what they recommend. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa also offer up feature vacations each week and last-minute deals for your next getaway. Find out what's new and exciting in the travel industry, as well as how to raise money for your nonprofit organizations while enjoying a wonderful vacation. Travera Celebrity Travel Talk with David Manning and Lisa O'Hurley broadcasts each Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Travera Celebrity Travel Talk, your inside look into celebrities and travel. 
Join Patricia Raskin, host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call in to Positive Living Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific Time right here on VoiceAmerica.com. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. You've been hearing Judy Painter, the director of the Epilepsy Foundation of Western and Central PA, talk about our upcoming Mardi Gras. And may I say about Mr. Jim Rohr, a few men in this country, with his power and prestige, take time, as he does, for the everyday man or woman. In other words... He is not about, I'm Mr. Jim Rohr. He's about helping people. He is the chairman and CEO of PNC Financial Services Group, one of the largest diversified financial services companies in the United States. He joined PNC in 1972 and moved up to be named president in the year 2000 and chairman in the year 2001. In addition, he's the director of Allegheny Technologies Incorporated, Equitable Resources, RAND Board of Trustees, and he is on so many community and service civic groups, I could never name them all, but just a couple examples would be the Pittsburgh Cultural Trust, where he's the chairman, and the Allegheny Conference. But to us, most important, he is this year's King of the Mardi Gras. Jim, welcome to the show. Judy, thank you very much. Uh, it's It's a joy to be on your show. Well, it's a joy to have you, and I also have Judy with us. Judy, are you still on the line there? I'm still on the front line. Hi, Jim. How are you doing? How are you? I want to tell you about uh, Jim before he says anything else. He has helped so many people in this city at all levels, and I'm one of them, that, you know, he has stood behind me and made a point to help people with disabilities. So if you're listening to the show, wherever you are in the world, let me tell you what, this CEO of PNC deserves to be the king of the Mardi Gras. So, Jim, for our listeners throughout the world, why don't you talk for a minute about PNC, you know, and the size of the company, just so they'll have familiarity. Well, PNC is a, is a financial services company, as, uh, as you know, Joyce, and uh, we just passed the $102 billion mark in terms of assets. Uh, at the end of the year, we had a record year. It was a wonderful year. Our employees did a, did a spectacular job this year, and we hope we can continue growing. We're the largest bank in Pennsylvania. We will be acquiring the Mercantile Bank in uh, in Maryland uh, hopefully next month as, uh, as the approvals come through. And uh, we're the second largest bank in New Jersey. Uh, we have a whole set of diversified companies that uh, are part of our umbrella, and, uh, and we're pleased to be part of our communities because our communities are critically important to us. And you can tell by hearing him what he's like, which he is a good man. And let me tell you what, people that work at PNC love PNC. And I always say it starts at the top. So um, you have been named the king of the Mardi Gras. Judy's talked a little bit about the Mardi Gras, 
but why don't you tell us, Jim, what does this mean to you to be named the king of the Mardi Gras for the Epilepsy Foundation? <laughs> well, it means a number of different things. Uh, I've been well, to Mardi Gras a so number much. of times, and I've actually chaired it uh, a couple of times for different honorees. Mm-hmm. And I've always had fun uh, at the Mardi Gras, and uh, it is it is a really an extraordinary event, one of the best events uh, in the region every year. So I want to congratulate Judy and her team for being able to pull it off. It's uh, terrific. Uh, secondly, it's it's an honor to be uh, associated with uh, with the remarkable people uh, that they have uh, they've honored in the past. Uh, I just finished talking to Jack Brooks, as a matter of fact. People like uh, Ken Milani and Ron Violi and uh, Hottie and Marianne Hanna and Tom O'Brien, Tom Usher. But these people have meant so much to the community, and it's it's really an honor to be associated with them. Uh, but most importantly, obviously, the the reason for the Mardi Gras is to to raise money uh, to help uh, deal with this terrible thing called epilepsy, and uh, and to help uh, one of the best-run social service organizations in the whole region. Uh, be able to do what they do specifically to help help people that uh, are affected by epilepsy and and to help educate others that it's uh, it's something that uh, you know we should we should deal with and and try and uh, try and help the uh, the affected people uh, be everything they can be so I think it's uh, it's really an honor and a pleasure and looking forward to being the king. Well, we're looking forward to having you, and I can say, since I am a woman with epilepsy, how much it means to me to have someone honored that I feel truly deserves it. Uh, Judy, maybe you can talk for a minute about, before you came on the show, when you were talking about the response to this Mardi Gras and what it means to you to have Jim Moore as the king. Well, it means so much. I, you know, uh, uh, you know, People that follow Jim Rohr are going to be people that are going to be standing on the shoulders of a giant. I mean, he has done so much for this community, and uh, uh, there isn't anything too big or too small uh, that he won't do to to help uh, you know this community. I'm so happy that PNC is moving into other communities so that they can see uh, what someone like Jim brings to uh, to uh, the community. Um, Jim uh, is also going to be in charge of Pittsburgh 250, uh, which is going to be happening in 2008, which I think is really exciting. And Jim, as I was saying earlier, uh, as a testament to you, uh, we have been uh, sold out for this event uh, for several weeks, and I, I'm, I'm to the point where people, are, you know, I'm afraid to answer the telephone because people are begging for tables. Uh, so, you know, if anyone asks you if there's any room left, tell them no. <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, this is going to be, you know, I, I, I'm talking to the people at the Westin, and I'm afraid, you know, they keep on saying it can fit more tables. I said, just because you draw those tables smaller doesn't mean that that room is going to get any bigger. <laughs> so uh, this is going to be very, very exciting, and, uh, you know, uh, virtually everyone who is anyone in the community is out there supporting you. Well, it's supporting you. I mean, you've done such a great job with this watercraft. It's gotten better and better every year, and it really is fun. Yeah, well, uh, yes, it really it is, is fun. a fun so event to go to. Yeah, uh, that, that uh, was our purpose. Hear me, uh, you know, wax on for some long speech. It's a. This is to to help epilepsy and to go to the Mardi Gras. That's it, right? Mardi Gras in Pittsburgh, right. and uh, and to and and certainly it benefits all of, all of the, uh, you know, our mission because of course you know one cannot uh, perform their mission unless they have the uh, the funding to do so. 
so this is this helps us in a huge way. But I have to say, Jim, that if we had known how you were going to have such an enormous draw having you as king, we would have called you and said we wanted to go to PNC Park. <laughs> that would have been nice. <laughs> it would have been a little chilly. Yep. <laughs> by the way, since we're talking about PNC Park, which of course is where the Pirates play baseball, let me tell you this park won a national award several years ago for being the most accessible baseball stadium in the United States for people with disabilities. And, and I, I, every year I have season tickets, and I'm always proud to go there because it is 100% accessible. So, you know, that's a, a, another, just another example of what I'm talking about with just so many things. But, Jim, are you excited to head up that 250 event? Well, it is. Let me say something about the ballpark, too. Yes. Uh, Kevin McClatchy, when we were putting the ballpark together, Kevin McClatchy and Lou Astorino, the architect, the, uh, you know, we were talking about that. One of the first things Kevin said was this, has, this park has to have uh, real access, and he meant real access, so, which I think is terrific. Uh, and it's it's been great for our community, and, and we do business with the Barber Center. You probably know them up in, uh, up in Erie. Mm-hmm. And uh, we sponsor a trip. They come down here every year just to go to PNC Park because it is the most accessible park. So you brought that up. I thought it was a... It's a real tribute to, to again, other people in the community that, that have made things uh, as good as they can be for, for the people who are disadvantaged. Yes, our good friend Joan Stein from ADA Inc. worked with Kevin, and I, I mean it. If you are listening to the show, you know someone with a disability, you should be supporting the Pirates and going to PNC Park because not only do you have nonstop captioning on the screen, you have seats that turn around if you're deaf and need, you know, to look at your interpreter. You have batteries for the wheelchair, and as Linda Dickerson says, and you don't have to sit in a cage like you're an animal. You can sit anywhere in the stadium. It is truly remarkable, and I'm very proud of that uh, PNC Park and, and, and what it means to this city. But I wanted to ask you, Jim, as a woman with epilepsy, as I've told you, it means so much to me that you are going to be the king of the Mardi Gras, but also, I have to say, and everyone knows it, in Pittsburgh, you give back all the time. You know, you mentioned these other people, Ken Milani, who also is a wonderful man and a good friend of mine, and Murray Gerber, but anyone, when they talk about you, talk about how you give back and what a good person you are. My, my question I wanted to ask you is, you know, why, why, and did you have a role model or someone that influenced you to be like this? Well, you know, all of us, uh, all of us have role models that we, uh, that we learned from growing up. And my first job, my father, who, who did pass away when I was 10, but I remember, uh, working or being down at his restaurant, not working so much, washed a few pots and pans. Uh, he always fed people out of the back door. You know, you just saw it and you stick an idea like that in the back of your mind and don't think about it again. You just think that's what happens. Uh, of the restaurant. He just fed a lot of people out there. And then when I came to Pittsburgh and joined the old Pittsburgh National Bank almost uh, 38 years ago, ladies, uh, the first thing I was required to do, you're not allowed to do this anymore, but the first thing I was required to do at that time was to, you know, sign a, uh, a donation to the United Way because Pittsburgh National, now PNC, uh, has always had this tremendous history and legacy 
uh, of giving back to the community. And so it's always been part of the culture of the company to give back. And I think, uh, you know, it's just evolved over the years, whether it was Merle Gillen or Tom O'Brien or other people that I worked with here. Uh, just giving back was something that, that we have always done. Our employees have always done it. Our employees, uh, you know, gave away almost uh, 35,000 volunteer hours last year. Uh, and well, the company that's an example of your leadership, Jim. We're going to break right now. We'll be right back. But if you just joined us, you're hearing Mr. James Rohr, the president and CEO of PNC Financial Services Group, and Judy Painter, executive director of the Epilepsy Foundation of Western and Central PA. And we're proud to tell you that Jim Rohr is the king, king of the Mardi Gras We'll be right back after break. Don't go away. Conversation at a click of a mouse. VoiceAmerica.com I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer, and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy Easy to understand tools and tips. With his weekly guests, Jim draws from successes with professionals, college, high school, and youth teams, coaches, and players. Learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure, tension, and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance. Tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time right here on America's Voice, Voice America. Albert Einstein once said, Nothing happens until something moves. Will your movement towards realizing a dream, making a long-lasting change to your life, or simply putting a daily smile on your face is just a click away. Tune into Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney and Free Your Mind. Open your heart and ignite action in your life. Host and commander in change, empowerment coach, and international speaker, Scott Chesney shares his insights to making the most out of your daily lives. Scott interviews people who are maximizing their lives, the most recognizable transformationalists and leaders around the world, as well as those hometown heroes that move, touch, and inspire the best in all of us. Stay tuned into Maximizing Life for Scott's one-on-one coaching with callers. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney broadcasts each Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney, inspiring you to live life with passion, purpose, and limitless potential. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. 
Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show, and we are so honored to have as our guest today, the King of the Mardi Gras, President and CEO of PNC Financial Services, Mr. James Rohr, King James Rohr and Judy Painter, the Director of the Epilepsy Foundation of Western and Central PA. And I think we have a caller on the line. George, are you on the line? Uh, yes, I am. Hi. Hi. How are you? Fine. Fine, Joyce. This is uh, George, and I wanted to say, some, say hello to Jim, if I could. And uh, Jim, I'm also on the uh, board of the Epilepsy Foundation and just wanted to let you know personally how how happy we are to have you as the king this year. And uh, I probably won't get a chance to talk to you at the event because, as you know, it is pretty crowded in there, and it's a full sold-out event, so I just hope you have a great time. But I wanted to uh, personally thank you for doing this for us, and not only that, but uh, the, the way that you lead your company and allow them to do all the things that your employees do. As you said earlier, 35,000 hours is a lot of volunteer time, and I think companies and individuals like yourself do have to have a civic duty to give back. I, I try to spend as much time as I can on boards and, and benefits, but uh, it's, a, it's a demand on you uh, personally, and you've somehow found the time to do it. And I guess if I had a question to ask you, I'd ask you, how do you manage your time to do what you do professionally to make a successful company and still have all the time that you have to spend doing a civic duty as well? Well, George, I hope I get a chance to meet you at the Mardi Gras. Uh, so the police, uh, let's see if we can meet up while we're there. But that is a good question. And uh, one of the things uh, that I've been fortunate enough to be able to do is, you know, we all depend upon other people to, to help us with our jobs. And I've had a great team of people here at PNC who've, who've helped me with with my job. And uh, the other thing is, is that, uh, you know, fortunately I'm one of these people who wakes up early in the morning. Uh <laughs> And uh, so a lot of the things that I do community-wise, um, you know, happen, you know, at 7 or 7.30 in the morning. So uh, I, try and I try and, you know, use that time period uh, to, to do that and to get ready for my day. So uh, that, that helps to, you know, free up a couple extra hours during the day. And uh, that helps. For, that works for me. Well, that's great. You must have some good time management people on your staff as well to keep you going in the right direction all the time. I got, I got, uh, you know, we all need a lot of help, and I need, <laughs> I need as much as anybody, <laughs> if not more. So I've got, uh, I've got a lot of help at BNC. We have great people here. Well, that's great. And and you know, Joyce, as you know, also is a board member. I get to work with Joyce quite often, and then having Judy helps uh, helps us a lot in what we're doing as as board members. Judy and her staff. Uh, have been able to help us keep straight and keep me in the right direction whenever they need help from from the board. So uh, uh, we do have a good organization there. And, again, I just wanted to say thank you for representing us and being our king, and I really look forward to having a great time on on the 20th. Well, thank you very much. Now that we're sold out, that's uh, all we have to do is have a good time. Well, I can tell you that I do spend a lot of time with Judy on fundraisers, and uh, this is one of the easiest committees to be on because we really don't have to do much. <laughs> it sells itself because it's become such a popular event. Well, you've done such a fabulous job with it. It's uh, it is it's an honor to be a part of it. Great. Look hey, George, thank, you, thank George. you also for everything you're doing to help people with epilepsy. Oh, and thank you for calling in. Thank you. I look forward George. to seeing you at the Mardi Gras. Uh, you will. All right. Thank Bye-bye. you. See, Jim, we are really lucky that we got you as the king because this made Judy's job much easier. Oh, my, it? yes. Yes, it did. <laughs> the, biggest, the biggest problem I have right now is saying no to people. Yeah. 
Well, I have a little story I want to tell just for a moment, and that is that Ken Milani, the CEO of Highmark, who is a wonderful person, and Highmark, you know, if it wouldn't be for them, there would be no Bender Consulting Services. And here we are today in 16 states and two provinces of Canada because of them believing in me. But I met Jim at a lunch, and I just mentioned to him, yeah, if there's anything you can do to help me, uh, please do that. And it wasn't even like that many weeks later that I start getting calls from people in human resources in different areas, uh, you know, talking about wanting to hire people with disabilities. And, and just so you know, they already were hiring people with disabilities. But he takes time to hear the most unbelievable things that he can remember to follow up on. But for everyone listening to the show, he is a friend of people with disabilities. That's why I'm proud that we have him as the king of the Mardi Gras. And I mean it, Jim. Thank you so much for everything you're doing. Well, thank you for the opportunities. I mean, it's it's also great for PNC. I don't know what Joyce and I told you, but uh, you know, we hired uh, we hired a person from Pittsburgh Vision Services uh, several years ago, and they just won a PNC Performance Award. And we only give eight of those out a year to our very best employees in the whole company. So the idea that uh, that uh, disabled or impaired people can't be successful at the company uh, is just wrong. I mean, you, you to give opportunities to people who you know who who have a you know epilepsy or a vision or another issue, uh, uh, we ought to give them chances, and they can be the best they can be, and they can they can de- deliver a lot for the company too. So it's it is part of giving back, but it's also uh, good for the company. And people with disabilities, I think, Jim, uh, they really want to work. Uh, you know, very often they've been de- denied employment for so very many years, and when they when they're given the opportunity, I think they give you know the the very best that they can. Well, uh, and they're such an inspiration too. Well, you I want to just say, Jim, with disabilities I'm, 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 that's able to be successful. Yeah, uh, well, I'm working in Washington D.C. with a group it's on the great top. for everybody and the whole company to watch. Right. I'm working with a group in Washington on the top CEOs in this country, and just that one statement you made is enough to want to get you there. <laughs> yes, let's give Jim something else to do. <laughs> and, and, and let me tell you, he has so much energy, it's unbelievable. I don't know how right, he can get up at 3 o'clock in the morning now. <laughs> right. Well, Jim, you have accomplished so much in your life. Every guest that we've had for the past three years from... Uh, President Bush's sister to Alan Fanica of the Steelers, no matter who we've had on, and of course our illustrious executive director, best ever, Judy Painter. We asked this question, what would you say you are proudest of today? I mean, you, you have accomplished so much, I'm sure that's hard to answer, but what, what are you proudest of? Oh, that's, what am I proudest of today? There's a uh... I've been a very, very fortunate fellow. I've been uh, I've been very lucky to have been able to be as successful as I am, and and a lot of that's because of the because of the people that I work with every day. And when the team pulls all the oars together, uh, you know, all of us are successful. So that's been great. My family. I've been a very, very, uh, very, very lucky guy with uh, three wonderful kids and grandchildren and a, a wife of. Uh, 36 years, uh, you know, things could be a lot worse for me. And uh, so I've been a very, very lucky person. And I think that's uh, one of the reasons why I think giving back is so important because there are individuals uh, who, who haven't been quite so lucky as I have. And that's why 
I think we, the, the lucky ones, you know, really do need to give back. And I'm very proud to be uh, giving back to the Epilepsy uh, Foundation because uh, that's a group that uh, that needs some help, and, and I think the Mardi Gras will be great for them. Well, that's what we will use as your message to our listeners. I will say he's a great man. PNC is a great company. Everyone listening to the show throughout the world, this is a company that cares about people with disabilities. We end every show with a quote from a famous civil rights leader, and it is from the Honorable Tony Quello, who wrote the Americans with Disabilities Act, who said, without work, we are doomed to fail. With work, we may still fail, but at least we have the dignity of trying to succeed for ourselves King Roar, thank you for helping us try to succeed. And Judy, good luck to you at the Mardi Gras. Thank you. See you there. All right. See you there, Jim. And listen, everyone, see see you you next week. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.